0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast covering the good, the bad, and everything in between surrounding the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I am your co-host, Chris Burke, joined alongside our social media queen, Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay? How are you on this Victory Monday when we're recording?
2: My favorite kind of Monday. I am doing excellent. We are officially the winningest team in NFL history. That is so cool, man. I mean, considering the season we've had, we will take any win uh, at this point in the season. And that's a big one. So I'm really, uh, really excited.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a nice silver lining after, you know, the giant turd sandwich that this season has been so far. Um, so, it, obviously, you know, the Packers now ahead of the Bears by one game. You know, obviously, they'd like to pull away from that before the end of the season. A uh, lot, lot of football left, you know, and the, the ultimate arrow, the arrows of each football team are definitely, um, you know, if they're pointed up, down, sideways, not really kind of sure. I think we'll probably definitely find more about the Packers and the Bears, uh come this spring, but looking at the here now, a twenty-eight to nineteen victory for the Green Bay Packers over the rival Bears. Uh Matt LaFleur eight, that's eight wins in a row over Chicago. Matt LaFleur is eight and oh against them. Uh so I guess if Aaron Rodgers owns them, I would have to give Matt LaFleur minority ownership. Uh (laughs) stake. Stake for sure. Um big picture gives Green Bay a little bit of hope for the playoffs. I mean obviously I think it'll the, not only are they going to have to more than likely win out, uh, they're going to need some help. And I think the Giants and, uh, Washington tying did not exactly help them considering both teams beat the Packers. But yeah, a little, little bit of a ray of optimism, uh, going into a stupid late bye week. Uh, we'll get into that a little later, but yeah, that you know, they're not, they're not
2: dead. They're not dead. Uh, we, we thought, you know, coming into, uh, this week, I mean, technically we still had a chance, you know, coming in, but we thought we were dead in the water. We thought for sure they'd show up for the bears. Um, and they did. Uh, it was not pretty, but a win is a win is a win and it will do right. So one thing, I mean, one person that is getting us, I think I can speak for literally every Packer fan ever is getting us so excited is Christian Watson. Oh my God. He is on fire. I mean, he's literally unstoppable. He got another pair of touchdowns yesterday. His fourth was, or his first rather was on the the fourth down just before the end of the first half. Um, that pulled the Packers back within six. And then his second, of course, was in the fourth, which acted as the, uh, the final nail in the Bears' coffin. So he now has eight total touchdowns in his last four games and nine overall for the season. I mean, I just, considering how much he got hurt in the beginning, we had no idea what he and, you know, he he made that one drop uh, in the in the end zone, the first game, his first ever play as a professional in the NFL. So, you know, we didn't know what to expect. We had heard some things from the front office and from Lafleur floor, um, you know, some some good things, but we didn't really get to see much of anything until uh 4 weeks ago 4 games ago and he's just on fire he is unstoppable right now and it is such a joy to watch it's so much fun and he really gives me just he gets he he gets me excited to continue watching him because i i really do believe that he's only going to like just continue to rise from here and i don't want to put Pressure, like I don't want the fans to put like all this insane pressure on him to continue doing what he has been doing the last four games because that's also not fair. I do also think that it's a possibility, considering his his performances um these past four games. and yesterday in slack when we were uh when we were chatting during the game, uh, I think it was Brooke who said. He hit 21.72 miles per hour yesterday. That is absolutely insane. That is like that's unhuman.
1: Yeah, I you know the the it's the, the the speed they have not had speed like that since MBS and I don't think they've had a playmaker like this in quite some time with all due respect to Devontae Adams like when we talk a playmaker we're talking like explosive plays like Devonte Adams could make great catches but he was not not always the most explosive athlete, you know, like you get with the speed demons like MVS, but the Packers have not had anything like that in quite some time. Uh, and I do have to give Watson some credit, you know, like you said, in terms of his poise. You know, he had that opening, you know, that drop against the Vikings, you know, where they that game, you know, went into a death spiral after that, and really their season. Um, but he at the same time, he uh, you know, he's, he's shown a lot of poise and, you know, mental fortitude, whatever you want to call it for, for a rookie. So that, you know, that's just going to, you know, that just bodes real well for him moving forward, you know, and, you know, I, yeah, the season's all but a lost cause, but it's still a, um, I don't know. I just, it's, it, it kind of gives you some hope a little bit, you know, you got Watts in there. You know, and if you know, if they can get Dobbs on the field at the same time, get those both those players on the field consistently. Because you know, as soon as Watson got healthy, Dobbs got hurt. You know, it's like we can't have nice things. But
2: <laughs> they,
1: it, they both. You know, once they're both on the field, they they might have something there.
2: I'm uh, so excited. I mean, so to and- speak,
1: it's and that, and that's even you know that that kind of gives me hope. You know, like I've I've been ready to you know even for Jordan Love. Like the best gift the Packers can hand Jordan Love, presuming they turn the reins over to him next year is a solid receiving core and the arrow is definitely pointing in the right direction. And, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe we'll have a Samori Ture game, you know, down the road, but yeah, Watson just is the Packers have not had that athleticism with that position quite some time. And I can't wait to see what Matt LeFleur does with him.
2: hundred percent. And, and I think like his grit, I mean, that kid has got grit. He is just a special, special player. I'm just, so stoked to continue watching to you know continue watch him just shine another person who shined yesterday was quadzilla mr aj dylan um he saw his biggest numbers of the season with 21 total touches resulting in 119 total yards including the, uh, the 21-yard touchdown that pulled the Packers back within uh, two early in the fourth quarter. Um, so it's, it's great to see, and he was, uh, he was crediting his performance yesterday with uh, the fact that him and his wife are expecting their first baby. Um, so he called it uh, dad strength. I think is what he said. So, um, really happy for him and his family. And, uh, as a side note, and then also just to see him continue to, you know, he had a great game last week as well. Um, and we're starting to use him, utilize him a little bit more. Uh, and you know, Jones was, um, it it was a lighter game for Jones yesterday. Um, and so Dylan really stepped up and, and, uh, did some great work for us
1: yeah Aaron Jones getting hurt was definitely a big part of that but seeing Dylan you know stack start to stack some games together you know not big picture probably again too little too late but I mean again they are the arrow is at least pointing in the right direction and you know the story on the season's yet to be written but you know I think there's going to be a stretch of games that we can kind of look at just this or just that you know I think that's what it's going to end up coming to but at least the arrows pointing in the right direction in terms of the offense. And again, you know, depending on the Packers are going to have some hard salary cap decisions to make uh, at the end of the, at, you know, after this year, um, Aaron Jones, very well, I hate to, I hate to keep bringing it up, but that may be something they have to look at. And Dylan, you know, especially when the temperature drops, his performance starts to rise, but, you know, that, that again gives them, you know, two solid wide receivers and a solid running back, you know, it, it is a is a pretty good, you know. It can definitely definitely helps out a young quarterback. Uh, again, presuming Jordan Love is starting next year, I'm not pushing Aaron Rodgers completely out the door, uh, but you know we have to consider that that is a a very real possibility. So it's you know he just he's been phenomenal the last two weeks.
2: Yeah, definitely. And and speaking of Jones, you know, like I like I just said, it was a lighter game for for him yesterday as he was having um, some issues with his shin, but he still managed to become just the fourth packer to rush for more than 5,000 yards. Um, So just wanted to throw in a a quick congrats to him. I certainly hope that we don't lose him to, uh, to the cap space next year, because I mean, he's, he's the heart of, of the offense, in my opinion, and losing him would, would be a, a blow on and off the field for us. So I'm really, uh really not ready to, to face the possibility of, of us having to let him go. Um, but we will, you know, we will see what happens um, in the off season, but for now um, it's just, fun to watch him continue to just shine bright next up um, on our, on our show notes was the fact that the Packers, they didn't panic. They got down early. It was ten zero um before we, before we got a, a score on the board. And um, I mean, they, came back from a nine point deficit to win by nine points, which is great considering we only got the lead with four minutes left of the fourth quarter. I mean, we didn't give up. We played through the entire game and we came out victorious in more ways than one, you know, as we were saying, the winningest team in, in the NFL. So history was on the line and history was made and, um, you know that only works when we're one cohesive unit playing together as a team, and that that is something that we um, got got around to in the fourth quarter specifically yesterday during the game.
1: Yeah, the, you know they 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 finished the game plus three in the turnover turnover ratio, and then they won by. And technically, it's a multiple score game. You know, they you can only score most most points on a for a touchdown is eight. So it was a, it was a multiple score win. Uh, it, you know, they, they, they got down early. You know, a lot of times we've seen them fold, you know, we berated them on the show for that. You're like, why does this team not have to have that killer instinct to fight back? You know, mm-hmm. and they, it, they even had it last week against Philadelphia, even though, no, they didn't win the game. They at least, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't surrender. There was no surrender Cobra uh, from, from the Packers. So it's, you know, they, I got to give them credit. You know, this is more of the formula they've had with Matt LaFleur Win the turnover battle, you know, definitely was not a pretty game um, by any stretch of the imagination, but at least it seems like they're starting to learn from their mistakes, which gives me a lot more hope um, for the future.
2: Yeah, I, I agree for sure. Um, Kenny Clark, he was, he was looking a little bit better yesterday Um, he had three total one assist, uh, would love to just see more of him. I, I really think that he could be a relatively solid, um, you know, player for us. We haven't seen much of him, um, many big plays from him this season, but, um, you know, there have been a a few, uh, standouts. So yesterday was, was pretty, you know, pretty good.
1: Yeah, you know, he, they, it's amazing. They've been using him more of a traditional nose tackle instead of, you know, where they've usually lined him up as like a five technique. They, they used him where he should be. And it's once again, this is where Joe Barry is handicapping that defense so much with some of his decisions. Um, he just, he, they lined him up where he should be. And lo and behold, he starts to make plays. It's, it's amazing how that works. And I just yeah. sometimes I feel like they, they start, they start outsmarting themselves, um, and it just, it. I don't understand it. Like it, when you have an imbecile calling plays, I guess talent sometimes doesn't doesn't work that way. But yeah, he he, um, very probably the roughest five game stretch or so of Kenny Clark's career, non-existent. Didn't really show up a lot on film, and now he starts making splash plays. So it's it's good to see. I just hope to God Joe Barry lets him continue. But I mean, I think we all know we have no confidence in the backers defensive coordinator to do that, but at least Kenny showed up and showed he's still got it. Cause that was starting to get a little, little concerning. Like, Oh boy, what's what's wrong with Kenny Clark is not a, is not a topic I was looking at debating going into week 14. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Let's hope that they continue to, to use, use our players in, you know, the most effective and efficient ways, Um, especially on defense. That is something that we've seen. So um, our O-line though, so Zach Tom filled in for Bakhtiari who had an epidectomy. So he was unable to, uh, to play due to, you know, surgery and, and recovery from that. Um, so I hope he's doing well and, and is able to come back soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything to add with Zach Tom, I don't, I don't really have much to add here. So figured I'd pass the baton to you regarding this.
1: <laughs> no, he, he looked fine. Uh, he's, he's looked very good at that spot. You know that I'm glad they didn't, I'm glad they resisted the urge to kick out, um, to move Elton Jenkins back to tackle because we all know that experience uh, did not, did not work out so well. Um, but, you know, he's, you know, and Matt LaFleur did today, unfortunately say, you know, in terms of David Bakhtiari, it quit from his quote exactly is from what I've been told, it could be a while. Um, I don't know what it is with this poor guy and in injury luck, or in this case a medical surgery. Um, but it's just, it's, it's too bad. He just, he starts getting back, starts getting his legs underneath them has another setback, but at least the Packers have depth. Uh, and Zach Tom, who we all loved at the draft, uh, seems to be, you know, looks the part. I mean, Chicago's defensive line is definitely not what it once was, but, you know, as long as if I'm not seeing, if we're not seeing you during the game, especially protecting Aaron Rodgers' blind side, uh, you're doing fine, especially for a rookie.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that was something, I mean, I, so I am not in, uh, in Wisconsin. So I was not able to watch the game yesterday. It didn't even show on my NFL plus app. So I had to listen to it by broadcast, which was just super annoying. I watched the highlights, um, after the game, but I really, I really wish I could have just seen it because, it's not as fun when you just have to listen. <laughs> and by the way, I was forced to listen to the Bears broadcast because the, um, the Packers broadcast was delayed by like over a minute. And I was live tweeting the game, so I couldn't do that. And so I had to listen to the stupid Bears commentators and I was just like, what is this? Some, some sort of torturous hell I'm living in right now.
1: It's, it, they're, not, they're not great, but I still think they're better than listening to Paul Allen uh, for the Vikings. So, I mean, it, it could be worse. The, the post-game, this Chicago sport post-game radio, especially after losing to the Packers, is always comedy gold. But I mean, I feel, <laughs> yeah. like, I, feel like, I feel like that fan base has just accepted their fate at this point. So maybe it's not as spicy as it used to be, but it's still, it's still pretty bad.
2: All right, guys. Well, we will uh, we will take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the worst section of our show, and look ahead to uh, you know the bye, and then the the Rams game. So we'll be right back.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge.
1: All right, we are back. So obviously, we discussed that it is a was not a very pretty game. You know, a win a win is a win, especially with the way the season's gone. Uh, but it definitely was an ugly game at some point. Um, and I got to start this section off with Aaron Rodgers. Not so much his entire performance. It's just, dude, you got I, I feel like a broken record here. You got to stop with a hero ball. You're hurt. You're, I mean, your ribs are hurt for one. Your thumb is still hurt, where it's apparently somewhat barely attached. turn I don't know how that all works, but dude, uh, it just take take the ball. You're hurt. Your accuracy shot. Quit trying. You, we don't need to know that you can still throw the deep ball. We've got plenty of stuff in the archives to know you can throw a deep ball. Just take what's within the offense, you know, and and go from there. I mean, I respect an occasional shot, but this is insanity at this point. You know what they say: doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Just it just it makes it makes no sense to me. And he's got to realize, you know, if he's putting a lot of umph, you know, for want of a medical better medical term, there, if he's putting a lot of strength into that, he's going to hurt himself further or just at very least slow down his healing process.
2: Oh yeah, I mean without a doubt, you don't, um, your body isn't able to heal if you keep using your broken appendage. Um, yeah, I mean, his stats, he was 18 of 31 for 182 yards, leaving him with a completion percentage of, of 58.1. And, you know, obviously keeping in mind, uh, that he is playing with a broken thumb and hurt ribs, um, you know, not broken ribs, but, but hurt, uh, I'm assuming bruised without being a medical professional (laughs) is based on what he said. Um, There were just, there were uh, like him and Cobb was something that, uh, you know, they just seemed to have a a misconnect, uh, a miscommunication. It just wasn't there um, yesterday, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of taken with a grain of salt in that he is playing with a broken thumb and hurt ribs. So, um, I'm not sure why he would try those hero balls for that very reason, you know, like if you're going to play through it, there is an amount of, of respect that I can, um, I can have for that just from a competitive lens, but don't, don't make it worse for yourself and delay the healing process even more because you're already risking that by playing through it. And then to, to, you know, try to be the hero, um, when you don't need to be, it's just kind of, I don't see a, a reason for it.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, you, you don't have, you know, I, okay, you got Christian Watson, but I mean, still the deep balls have not really been there a whole lot for the Packers. So, yeah, I definitely would agree with that. Just it's, there's no reason to risk it, especially, well, like you're third and one and you're throwing a, you're throwing a miracle ball. Like just get the first down, dude. Just don't, I just, that's, I feel like that's, you know, I don't know where those, I, speculated on Twitter, I don't know where the, I'm like, we, we, we got to assume Rodgers is making those check calls, right? I mean, it's still, maybe it's not, maybe LaFleur's making the play call, but Rodgers is the one still holding the ball deep. I don't know, but it just, that doesn't seem like a very lafleur type call. Uh, but definitely, I hope, I hope we see a little less of that, you know, if Rodgers is going to play out the rest of the year, because he's going to be, I don't think he's going to be able to heal up. Maybe the bye week will be good for him, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, next thing on our list, I mean, this, this really is no surprise, but I still have to put it on there, is the run defense. Uh, Green Bay could not stop anybody uh, all year in terms of the run game. So Justin Fields started running running amok. Um, not very surprising to see, but still the fact that, you know, that the Packers, you know, the Bears have very much tipped their hand on what they were going to do, um, the, and the Packers were still helpless to do it once again. Further indictment of Joe Barry. I mean, did they stop make stops when they had to? Yeah, but that still doesn't doesn't erase the other malfeasance that his group uh, put on tape yesterday.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the <laughs> Fields managed to get that fifty six yard touchdown run off of our guys. I mean, that's that's bad. Like we we all know Fields is very he's a very athletic QB and we should have been prepared for those types of plays. And yet he just literally ran all up and down uh, the field whenever he wanted, it seemed like. So as you know, our run defense has always been an issue. And I think as long as, uh, as Joe Barry is at the helm, I think it always will be.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, pre- it's predictable at this point. I mean, after what Jalen Hurts did, you'd really think that would have been a point of emphasis in practice. It makes me wonder, again, what they do in practice all week because it's just – I don't know if they're just running around and, you know, at the end of the day, Joe Barry gives them, like, um, cookies or something. I, I don't know, but it it's, it's not working. Um, the Bears, like I said, have telegraphed what they're doing with fields, and I do feel for the kid because this is the surest way to – wear him out very quickly and not to mention potentially get him hurt. Uh, But it's, uh, you know, the fact that the Packers couldn't even stop them is it's an indictment uh, at this point. So speaking of incompetence, uh, silly penalties, again, uh, definitely a little bit of a, you know, not, not a very big trademark of what they've been under Matt LaFleur, but it's, you know, I, it's still, I think they got to be a little more disciplined at times.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't know that there's much more to, to say to that than, than what you just did. So hopefully they're able to, uh, to clean those up and, you know, we don't have to worry too much about it going forward. Hope that, they can learn um, and and learn how to not do that in the future.
1: Defensively, I just, I think this again, comes down to coaching. Um, it's just, it's one of those where I, they, they can't keep making some of these mistakes defensively. Like at this point, you know, you're still going to have to assume I'm trying to, I've been trying to pull up the penalty information here, but I think it's having internet's not only affecting my, uh, my the audio quality—it's affecting everything else. Uh, I'm trying to put there. She's finally loading. So, you know, they've made it's you know, like the the fair like Innis Gaines. You know, the fair catch interference penalty. That's I couldn't remember who it was because it was I'm like, I thought it was Gaines, but I wasn't positive. Like that's you know, the special teams made a great field goal block, but then they do stuff like that, like uh, you know. Games close. Nyman makes a false start. Just it's they they keep shooting themselves in the foot throughout the year, which has not been a very much of a trait under Matt Lafleur, but it's uh, it's still something they definitely gotta gotta clean up, Um, even in a lost lost cause. Uh, and then finally, just to pile on to Joe Barry one more time, they they stopped uh, you know because it's he's turned into a favorite scapegoat. He's like Dom Capers redux at this point it's you know once again you know, we talked about the rushing joe Barry's slow to adapt again you know justin fields should not have to run for over 100 yards before that that should have been known ahead of time just i i don't understand it so that's really all we've got for 100%, the 1000% yeah, i ahead. mean
2: like truly it's you know it's more like joe dingleberry am i right
1: How did it take until week 14 for us to come up with that?
2: Uh,
1: Wow. That's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself on that one, but yes, yes. Dinkleberry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I said it earlier, but it's truly as if he doesn't watch the tape or consider the opposing team's strengths when making the game plan. And, you know, we touched on it, Justin Fields and his rushing yards, everyone knows he can and will run if given the op and yet There were times where we just couldn't stop them from doing just that. So, I mean, it's at this point, it's just um, beyond frustrating to see uh, time and time again, week after week, you know, Barry just doesn't seem to learn from anything. And we've had plenty of learning opportunities this season. So
1: yeah, I guess you could say it's burying the lead, so to speak, too. You know, I mean, there's, there, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's Dom Capers esque. Like they you you know, it's coming and you're helpless to stop it. That's, that's on your coaching staff. And I, there's all the signs there that I, it'll be just stunning and it'll borderline be a war crime if Matt LaFleur does not, uh, does not fire him at the end of the season. But mercifully, the Packers have reached their bye week, uh, after a remarkable 13 games. Uh this I am of the opinion that this when I saw the schedule tomorrow, I'm like that bye week is stupid late. Uh and I feel even strongly now, given the way the season's played out, like this kind of a bye week just feels borderline dangerous, doesn't it? Just letting players go through, you know, 75% of a full season before they get a break. I mean, come on. I and mean at le-
2: our injuries show that too, right? Like we've had so many injuries we really could have used an earlier bye.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's they they definitely would have benefited from it. I think all buys need to be wrapped up, especially in this season. I think they need to be wrapped up by probably week 12 maybe, like a week earlier maybe, maybe a hair sooner. It's just – it's because the Packers get back, at least they've got a longer week because they don't play until Monday night now. But it's just – it's one of those seasons where it's, it's just – it seems like it's too long. Because, I mean, it's December, for crying out loud, and they're getting their buy. That's just –
2: it's wild. It's, just, yeah. it's
1: just, it's obscene to me. So the good news for this, though, is it does give the Packers a chance to get healthy, most notably Aaron Rodgers. Um, don't know if he has enough time to go to Peru and do another ayahuasca cleanse or panchakarma cleanse and drink some ayahuasca. I don't know what he's doing, but um chance for him to heal up. You know, the thumb is probably not going to be 100% by the end of the season, but he'll at least get it, you know, where it's it might be tolerable, so he's got a little more accuracy on his throws. Same with his ribs, um, but you know David Bakhtiari sounds like it's going to be a while, from what Matt Lafleur was saying today. But at least you know they've got a chance to get healthy.
2: Oh yeah, and you know the fact that we're going into a buy with a win, especially against the Bears, that's um, that always feels feels good, and hopefully that will help the momentum when we uh, when we play the Rams upon returning from. Said by so,
1: yeah, and you know, the win definitely gave the Packer. You know, I think that gave gives Joe barry a stay of execution a little bit because you're not gonna, if you've got a chance at making the playoffs, albeit razor thin, you're not gonna change a defensive coordinator at that point. Um, so I think, I think these he's gonna be around at least through the end of the season. Uh, so I'd the, the mid the, the in season firing stuff, I think, can stop. Um, but you know, the bye week does still kind of feel like a bit of a delay of the inevitable for the Packers at the same time in terms of their playoff chance. I mean, you've got the Rams who are, we'll talk about them in a second, but they are probably an even bigger disappointment this season than the Packers have been, especially since they won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. You know, you got the Rams, you got the Dolphins, the uh, Lions, and you got the Vikings, uh, the Dolphins. I, it depends on which team shows up. Um, but I mean, a lot of these games are winnable. Minnesota is probably going to have, Minnesota is going to have the division locked up by the time they play them in a couple of weeks, but it, you know, they'll be playing for home field advantage. So it's hardly going to be a situation where they're going to rest their starters. So that game is going to be a challenge Detroit again, hot and cold, a little unpredictable, but I mean, the Packers at least still have, you know, a fighting, a fighting chance, but I mean I at, at this point it just feels like it's delaying the inevitable of when they're going to ma- be mathematically eliminated.
2: Yeah, um I would love if they re- ran the table and somehow made it into the playoffs, but to be honest, even if we did make it in the playoffs, uh with the way that we have been playing all season, um I just, this is not a team that can win the Super Bowl, let alone uh, the the NFC Championship game. Uh, We may get lucky if we get to the playoffs and win the first, but uh, I truly don't. I truly just, I don't think we we really have ground to stand on this season. And
1: yeah, yeah, playoff. I think playoff talk at this point is a homerism at this point it's just it's it's optimism beyond reason at this point
2: <laughs> so i i uh you know i guess it's you know it, it truly is game by game if we lose uh one more we can we can kiss any false hope that we had goodbye if we run the table and make it to the playoffs then um you know that would be that would be the surprise of the century.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, definitely. And, you know, looking ahead quickly to the, um, to the Rams. So we're probably not going to have a game. We're probably not going to have a show next week because um, of the bye because we won't have a game to discuss, but you know, looking at Matthew Stafford's out, uh, you know, John Wolford's their backup. I actually had to look that up. Um, to see who was playing a quarterback for them with Stafford being gone, who, you know, that's, that's something we can discuss a little later is, you know, Stafford, it's starting to get whispered that that spinal contusion he suffered is career-threatening, you know, not too dissimilar from what happened to Nick Collins. Hope all's well with him. Um, hate to see a player go through that, especially, you know, someone who's sacrificed so much and been through so much, especially with what he went through in Detroit. But you know, the Rams are definitely in a death spiral even more than the Packers, and they won't even have any draft picks. <laughs> you know, so they're they're gonna be in even worse shape than Green Bay. So definitely, you know, I think I think that's a very winnable game. So they can at least, you know, hope we'll probably spring eternal for at least another week, you know, once we get through the bye.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And we'll take it game by game and uh and we'll cover each one and hopefully, you know, hopefully they can show out for the rest of the season. That'd be cool. I would not be against that. I'm just not expecting it. So,
1: well, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards where a lot of the rest of our staff is going and that's embracing the tank, you know, let's get that high draft pick, you know, cause Jordan love, I, you know, I think embrace that tank and, you know, maybe they could surprise people next year. Who knows? Uh, But that'll pretty much do it for us for this week. Um, Thank you everyone for listening and keep it on Acme Packing Company for all your Packers podcast needs. Uh, We will talk to everybody in two weeks. And hey, the Packers at least can't lose this week. So uh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, Go Pack Go.
2: Go Pack Go. And it's official. The Bears still suck. See you guys in a couple weeks.
1: Some things never change. (laughs)